Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Yes? Is your daddy a fireman? He's probably big. Is he a wrestler? Is he a basketball coach? No, 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 no. What's the matter? Oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. What I meant was, you tell me, who is your daddy and what does he do? Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Week seven of the lockdown diaries. <laughs> We're losing it. Is it week seven? I don't know anymore. I think it's week seven. I have no idea. I'm unclear. It's best not to keep time, they say. Or they say it's best to keep time. One or the other. <laughs> This is a uh, another special week. We've got a Friday morning record in Sydney, <laughs> 8 a.m., because we've got a special guest all the way over in L.A., Mr. Adam Wiley. Welcome, Adam. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. Happy Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees Day. It is. Oh. Yeah. I did not even consider that. Is this bad luck to pod on Friday no. the 13th? No. In fact, it's good luck for me. <laughs> I consider 13 an incredibly lucky number. Uh, I, I have done a lot of theater. And uh, when I was doing Into the Woods for my Broadway debut, I was Mike number 13. And I consider that incredibly lucky. Ah. There you go. So cheers to Friday the 13th. We'll roll with that. Oh, it's all happening. Perfect. Perfect. Um, now, friends of the show, listeners of the show, Adam Wiley, as you may come to recognise, was one of the kids in this very movie, Kindergarten Cop. But you know him from many, many, many other things across the landscape of television, film, Broadway, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Into the Woods, voiceover work. Mm-hmm. So Lots also, of things. You know, in our kind of... <laughs> many, 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 many things. things. Too many to list here. I pretend that I have a job. When really I am just a bum, <laughs> they pay me to act silly. That's the dream. Isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. Let me rattle off a few. So the Child's Play 2, Picket Fences, Gilmore Girls, Hey Arnold, yes. Ben 10. I'm trying to give a good cross section. You're killing here. it. You're, you're killing it. <laughs> but many, many, many things. Even an episode of Seinfeld I saw. Yes. Yes. A parking garage episode where I called Jason Alexander ugly. I don't really think he's ugly. I, <laughs> I still talk to him to this day and, you know, we've... We've settled the argument. Yeah, good. He doesn't bring it up anymore. Like he's okay with it. I just yeah. said that we're good. <laughs> yeah, you're in a you're in a place. I still get crap for it, but you know that's okay. <laughs> Warranted. Now, more recently, we were just chatting before we hit record about um, your recent foray into TikTok. Yes, and and the huge <laughs> amount of followers you've 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 got there now. It's been crazy, it's amazing. man. I mean, like. When I first started TikTok, I was hoping to get, you know, I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if I could just get more followers on TikTok than I have on Instagram? Now on Instagram that time I had like maybe 2000 and I was like, wouldn't it have been amazing? This would be incredible. And I joined TikTok and it was the same stuff as Instagram. I couldn't get a thousand followers. I'd get unfollowed all the time. And it was like, (laughs) promote your thing on something that you have to pay for. And I was like, no. Yeah. And all of a sudden I, um, I, I did something 
regarding my acting work where I was like, hey, you know, you might think I'm this guy or this guy or this guy, but really in reality, I'm this guy, which I got from my friend, Josh Sussman, who uh, referred me to TikTok and was like, dude, you got to get on TikTok. And so I, I did. And that did really well. I got over 10,000 followers and was like, oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever, I am, I am famous now, right? And I was just making videos and I was like, oh, I should probably do magic too. And no one cared. No one did anything about it. It was awful. So I started diving into my acting work. And I was like, what could I do? My first viral video was on this Pizza Hut commercial. I did that and I was like, mm, okay, all right. You know, Kenny Martin Cop is having its 30th anniversary. Oh my gosh, I'm that old. <laughs> having its 30th anniversary soon. Why don't I do, this was like about six months before the anniversary or more. And I said, why don't I do some Kenner and Cop behind the scenes videos? That'll be cool. People like my mom videos. They probably don't know my mom was in that. They probably don't know this alternate storyline or anything. So why don't we do that? <laughs> so I did. Those, almost every single one of them went viral. Parts one, two, three, and four. Part four, actually, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, didn't do well. Whatever. It's okay. I'm not better. Yeah. He dragged you down. <laughs> yeah, I guess that must, <laughs> guess that must be it. But it was really great. I, I, I do, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff of a lot of my acting work, including a lot of 90s stuff, some of to, today's stuff as well, some stuff that hasn't aired yet, as well as now I found this character, Gladys, that has blown up on TikTok, who I do <laughs> magic to, and I do a little sketch comedy, you know, uh, skits with her. And it's been really great, man. And I, I'm just now over like 730 some odd thousand followers and it's been nuts and amazing and it tiktok has saved my life in quarantine it's the only reason that i feel relevant in life anymore uh is is really tiktok i feel <laughs> i mean i know it's not true because i'm still working and what have you but but tiktok made me feel yeah. like a, a person again it's fascinating how quickly it can it can work isn't it like it really is you can grow six times faster yeah. than any other app yeah we've we've been dabbling and actually that's how we got connected yeah but um we came out the gate strong and i've just been, it's so hard to keep up the content that's what i found the mm. hardest thing is just to, be right. able to yeah continuously feed at the content uh, you mentioned um I, I saw i met gladys via via tiktok recently and there's uh in the origin of the name threw me originally because our our premier or like like our mayor, her name is Gladys and, you know, she's on TV every day, particularly at the moment through, through oh, the COVID crisis. So I was like, is, is he doing a Gladys She's not bit? very popular. I thought you were, I <laughs> oh, thought you were doing a spoof on our premier for, for a split second when I realised that would be a very strange content choice for you. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to give her a name that fit that wasn't Karen because my mom's name is Karen. And she's such a joyful oh, person on TikTok. Yeah. I, you know, she's, she's, she, she is single-handedly changing the narrative of Karens. And so I was like, not all Karens are bad. We got we to gotta figure this out. And I just thought Gladys sounded fun. It works. It works. I think everyone in Australia would agree. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Love it. But the magic stuff, you're, so you are a world champion magician I as am. well, right? So it's just crazy. add another thing to the list. <laughs> you know, it's it's very interesting. Um, I saw my first magic trick at five years old. There's a a, uh, a magician, Ralph McIntosh. I was doing a, I was doing Oliver at the time, and I was five. I was just you know one of the ensemble kids, whatever. And um, he showed everyone a magic trick, and I missed it. 
And one of the kids came up to me and said, hey, this guy's got a puzzle. and You're never going to figure it out. Huh? And I was like, I'm going to figure this out, <laughs> other five-year-old. I went there and I was like, show me the tricks, Ralph. And he did. Show me the trick, took a handkerchief, made it disappear. Um, I had him do it every day. I was like, so mad. I was like, you get it over there. I want you, because I could not figure this out. And he was like, Adam, it's not a puzzle. It's called magic. It's, it's meant for you to not figure out. And I was like, what does this magic you speak? So he gave me, showed me the trick. He gave it to me. Now, everyone says magicians don't share secrets. They absolutely do. Otherwise, there wouldn't be other magicians. You just only share secrets to people that you think will continue on the good, if that makes sense. We'll, right. we'll use the powers for good and not just to know. And I think he knew that I didn't just want to know. Uh, I wanted to do went to a magic shop and when you film on set, there's a lot of downtime doing six pages of a, a, a script takes you 15 hours to do. So there's a lot of time where you're lighting, changing camera angles, moving walls of a set because that wall will get in the way of your right. camera angle. What have you in, is in theater? There's tech rehearsal. There is, um, Lots of downtime where you're just sitting there lighting some scenes you're not in. Mm. You need a hobby. You really do. Some people crochet, they read, they take naps, they watch films. Huh. They uh, There's a lot of, they edit their own podcasts, whatever. I took up magic. So I started to get really good. Uh, 2019, summer of 2019, I became a world champion of strolling magic, which is basically like going around to parties and showing bits of people three to five minutes of magic and doing yeah. that for 30 different groups for an hour and a half. And then they vote on who they liked best. And there's about 40 different magicians that compete. And I won. Wow. And I have five awards from other competitions of, of that ilk. And uh, I finally got my name etched on a trophy and all of this stuff. It's fantastic. And yeah, that's where I am so now. Good. Very cool. Actor magish. A slashy. A slashy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of slashes. Those are slashes for me. Yeah. So many, 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 many things. But do you know, do you know what the number one thing for me was growing up that you start in that is like my real deep nostalgia member berry? Oh, please. It's a tell bit me. obscure. Ooh, I like this. It is the video game mm, Goosebumps Escape yeah. from Horrorland. Yeah. That's a great one. And one of the so, best PC games of all time, to be honest with you. It was so hard and so intriguing and so cool. Yeah. I looked it up on YouTube last night and watched a guy playing it. And I was like, oh, this is because I was, you know, it's been a long time. I was like, it's probably not that great. It's pretty fucking cool. It so is. Greg and friends of the show. It's like all video. It's like an interactive movie kind of thing with some yeah. clicky kind of Jeff stuff. Jeff Goldblum. But Adam's right there. Yeah, Jeff. That's the I thing. mean, Jeff like, Goldblum and Isabella Rossellini's in it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's crazy <laughs> about. Um, uh, we had amazing, amazing people acting in it, and what's cool yeah. about that is it was the first ever all green screen project. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Just switch from blue screen to green screen. And we filmed with nothing. There were no props. There were no sets. It was mm. costumes and that's it. And so we just were filming and had these, you know, neon green boogers for days of just this <laughs> studio that was just neon green. And we we're like, what is this? And then we like, we look at the monitor and go, <laughs> we don't see all that. No yeah, way. yeah. And it was crazy and so cool. And I believe it was one of the very first things that DreamWorks actually like did. It's, it's nuts and awesome. And I loved doing every second of that. That was super fun. It's super cool. And yeah, I was watching this video last night and it was even like 
quite actually scary for a child. Yeah. Game as well. I was like, ooh, Goosebumps that's pretty, was like, very scary. Like, the books were scary. The yeah. game was scary. It's very scary. Yeah. I love scary, though. I'm a, I mean, obviously, I pointed out it was Friday the 13th. So why? why oh, would, yeah, that's you're, true. You're on a first name basis with Chucky. <laughs> I am Charles Lee Ray, actually. Yeah, the Lakeshore Strangler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Child's Play 2 was really, really fun. Um, I, I saw the, the original Child's Play in the theater. Really? No way. Oh, wow. How old were you then? You must have been like five. So why? I saw it in the theater. I still can't understand to this day why my mom was like, sure, honey, go ahead. It's just a doll. Oh, try- Even it's a children's after movie. doing the movie, I ha- and I knew how Chucky was controlled and who voiced it, I still had nightmares for years. <laughs> Karen, what were yeah. you thinking? I'm okay now, and I have a Chucky doll, and it's great. Uh, love it. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Greg is going to fire off some rapid-fire questions now. I mean, Ooh, I know please. we've already kind of been asking questions, but these are more... Um, this or that, getting to know you, Ooh, give rough. our listeners a sense of okay. who is Adam Wayne. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I, when I, when I know, <laughs> you'll know. Who's your daddy? Okay, here we go. Question the first. Indiana Jones or Han Solo? I'm going to say Han Solo. I mean, to, yep. to win the Millennium Falcon in a poker game, you got to be a badass. He's definitely covered true. more ground geographically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Sure. That's true. He's covered universes in society. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universes? University? <laughs> uni- don't know. Don't know. We'll never know. Picket Fences or Gilmore Girls? Picket Fences. And here's why. I loved my experience on both shows. Loved, 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 loved. Uh, Brad Langford was an awesome character. Love that they wrote my real life into the script with the Into the Woods Broadway debut and all of that stuff. And that's a reason I took a big hiatus from Gilmore Girls is because of Into the Woods. Picket Fences was groundbreaking. It really pushed the envelope mm. of a lot of different hard subjects. It's where I learned how to act and where I honed my skills. So I own, I owe Picket Fences everything in terms of a dramatic actor. And with the company that I was with, with Don Cheadle being on the show, Tom yeah. Scarrett, Kathy Baker. I mean, come on. That cast was incredible. Yeah, right. Mm, absolutely. Okay, third question. Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan? Oh, I have to choose? No. <laughs> it will be etched in history, your yeah, answer. I have to choose yeah, Bruce Lee. And uh, I mean, his quote, um, be water. You know, you put water into a yes. teapot, it becomes a teapot. You put a water into a bottle, it becomes a bottle. Be water. Being um, that he was so groundedly spiritual and prolific in his transfer of power and his in uh, his uh, establishing his own martial art in Jeet Kune Do. And um, I have to go with Bruce Lee. I've been a huge Bruce Lee fan my whole life. And number two for me is Jackie Chan. So that was an incredibly mm. hard. Yeah, it's a tough one. Because <laughs> I, Jackie is, I've heard, one of the nicest people living on the planet and is the best living martial artist, hands down. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to choose Bruce Lee. I'm so sorry, Jackie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think you'd be okay with that. Strong rationale. You've given plenty of love to both, which I think is the, is the secret to the answer. Yeah. Agreed. Pamela Anderson or Sally Field? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pamela Anderson. I worked with Pamela Anderson on Home Improvement. Oh. 
but uh, she was wonderful. And um, uh, and right, Stacey. right when I was doing the show is when she had just done her first Playboy centerfold, and it wasn't even released yet. And she was talking to my mom about it, <laughs> and, and it was like. I was like, this lady's going to be in the Playboy. And I was like, okay, okay mom, I'm like, what, what, what do I, what is that? <laughs> and so um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to say Pamela Anderson. That is fair. No one has said Sally Field yet. Yeah. One day someone will say how it's Sally Field. Versus the flying yeah, nuns. Trying I mean, to... come on. <laughs> <laughs> is there a choice? Barbed wire versus exactly. flying nun. Let's go. Okay. Where are we up to? Question five, Van Damme or Seagal? I think I know where you're going here. Seagal can be buried. No, no, no. Yes. I have been a Jean-Claude Van Damme enthusiast my entire life. I watched Bloodsport on a loop as a child. I was a gymnast. Yes. I was a competitive <laughs> gymnast until I was 23. So I would do his famous uh, chair split and bounce Whoa. between the two chairs. I did it all. Whoa. I would do all the stuff. I have a Bloodsport shirt. Kumte for life. I even watched his amazing <laughs> yeah. Amazon TV series, JCVD, which was one of the best TV it's shows good. ever made. And I'm so upset that it got canceled. For those of you who have never heard of this TV series, it took Jean-Claude Van Damme, played with the idea that he was really an international super spy and that his movies were a cover up and it totally made fun of itself. He talks about Time Cop nonstop. Yeah. And Looper. <laughs> yes. And it is the best. Time Cop's better than Looper. It was. Time Cop is so much better than Looper. It was the best TV show on. And why they took it off, no idea. It was incredible. And his performance is great. Amazing. He was incredible. Amazing. He was so good and so funny. I thought this, I thought it was going to spark a JCVD renaissance. Like it's so good. Yeah. And it just, just got missed. I don't know what happened because he is great in it. He does that. I mean, he's played it probably more than any other actor. He's played multiple people in different (laughs) films. And he does it in this as well. Yeah, yeah, and but it's, it's so, so good. good. And it's very self-aware. Mm. Yeah, when he's that southern guy in like the overalls, I lost my eye. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Anyway, Jean-Claude Van Damme. So good. So good. All righty. Next question. Musical question. Biggie or Tupac? That's a really tough one. I'm going to go with Tupac. I just think the work itself was more was uh pro- was i mean they're both prolific but i do feel like tupac was the first one to have the gigantic impact impact that he did and then when his death happened uh it, it was like a world stopping thing so i'm going to go tupac on that mm. fair and there's strong pro- rationale probably some more he's probably more akin to you yourself in terms of uh yeah. you know he was he was obviously starting an acting an career that would have probably gone yeah. gone somewhere, you know, it's poetry and he's maybe a bit more layered. Um, back to film, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Die Hard? I've never seen Die Hard. I'll have to go with Christmas Vacation. <gasps> you, that Whoa. is a lie. I've never seen any of the Die Hards. Don't know them. Uh, I would probably love them. That is a wow. Where's the wow, wow button, Tristan? Wow. I'm going to have to go with Christmas Vacation because I have no choice. Yeah. yeah, it's a classic. It's pretty classic. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Die Hard, then I guess there's, there's no other option. There's no other option. But one yeah, day, you, I can't. Need, you need to watch Die Hard and report back to us at I some know. point. I know. I will. I promise. Yeah. 
Okay. Question number eight. Uh, David Blaine or David Copperfield? Another really hard one. Okay. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go David Blaine and I am going to explain myself because I feel like for a lot of magicians, I need to. David Copperfield <laughs> really pioneered magic on TV as a popular thing. There were many of magicians that did magic on TV beforehand. Uh, Greg Wilson had an amazing show. Milt Larson's mom had a, a wonderful show. There were lots of other different shows. David Copperfield really pioneered this like, I'm going to make things disappear. When David Blaine mm. hit in the 90s, he pioneered things by like Ed Marlowe and um, classic magicians that, uh, you know, a Di Vernon that, you, that, that not, not a lot of people had shed into light in a close-up magic setting and did this called street magic and, and made it okay to not make things just disappear and give you a weird hand gesture. Yeah. David Copperfield did mm. some close-up magic, but it was like pen, pencil through dollar bill. It was like um, the, the ball trick. But David Blaine paved the way to, for you to say, you're holding a deck of cards, are you a magician? Instead of you're holding a deck mm. of cards, do you play poker? Before mm. David Blaine mm, got gotcha. really popular, that was what it was. When David Blaine became popular, it became cool to be a close-up mm -hmm. magician. Yeah. So, and and he is incredibly talented. Um, I'm not sure if he has a screw loose in his brain. I think he does with some of the stuff he does because <laughs> I, I can't figure out any other way you can do what he does besides that. But he, I really owe a lot as a close-up and card mechanic to David Blaine. Mm. Good. Good rationale. He's done a good job of creating that persona around it too, hasn't he? He's, like yeah. a, he's a very, like you said, he's a strange guy. Maybe in his personal life he's completely different, who knows. But he has this aura about him that just makes the whole thing so mysterious, like almost otherworldly, like where the hell did this guy come from? You don't know if he is, uh, if he's an alien yeah. or <laughs> if he's just a crazy person. There's, you know, yeah. there, but, you, but you're scared. Either way, yeah, he's like, I'm going to show you a trick. And you're like, what are you on, bro? Why are you sweating? And his trick is... Like cards your Why are you sweating? This is scary. But, oh my God. And sometimes his tricks are Amazing. just like, you know, sticking the needle through his hand. And it's like, is that a trick or are you just, you're just injuring yourself? That's not a trick. I got to tell you, that is a yeah. medical thing. And he, he does yeah. figure out these things that are not really magic. They are human possibilities. And that yeah, is okay. so cool right. as well. It's how Houdini promoted himself when there was no TV or social media. There's only newspapers and stuff like that. And you'd gather people in Times Square and do these crazy things. And so yeah. you could say that David Blaine's the modern day Houdini. Wow. Very good. Wow. Wow. Very good. Um, this might be a more straightforward one. Crayola or Posca? Crayola. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. and I, and I have reasons for this. You know, I, I did a lot of the, a lot of movies, did three movies for Crayola in the nineties called the Crayola kids adventures. We did classic novels where we turned them into movies, 20,000 leagues under the sea, the Trojan horse and Gulliver's travels. We were slated to do oh, cool. three more before the kids adventures got bankrupt. It doesn't really matter why, but mm. <laughs> it was so fun. And I was a Crayola kid like my whole life. I mean, 
I had, you know, my favorite colors and wasn't that kid who ate them, but I loved using <laughs> using Crayola crayons. And so I'd have to go Crayola all the way. Yeah. I, um, it was a loaded question, obviously. I, I read about your um, ambassadorship of Crayola. I didn't, it's, I didn't realize that they must have been fairly pioneering in branded content then, right? If they're commissioning all these yeah. films and things. It was very new. It was very, very new. And um, it didn't last a super long time. Uh, I think they were like, let's stick to coloring. But, you know, that's okay. Mm. And they yeah. tried to make it like a Hallmark type brand and it didn't super take off. And that's all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. The final question in our not so rapid fire questioning is magic <laughs> or acting? Acting. Here's why. I am a thousand percent better actor than I am a magician by it is not even close. Um, magic is great. It was a hobby for a very long time. I'm very lucky to be professional and a world champion at it. And I'm grateful every day. And it is a passion for me without my acting chops. I'm just another guy holding a deck of cards. My acting chops allows me to be able to put together the videos I do. It allows me mm. to be able to think fast on my feet, uh, do my improv skills uh, for distraction or not, or just to entertain mm. an audience. Yeah, okay. And it allows me to have crowd control. And that is the sole reason I've succeeded in magic. My hands, not the best, but my brain, I am very confident in, can put together an entire story with the simplest trick. And I owe that all to acting. Yeah, very good. That's a great point. I was watching some of your videos of, uh, I found some on YouTube of you doing some crowd work and that did spring to mind. I was like, this guy, yeah, he's doing card tricks, but really he's, he's performing, he's acting. Yeah, and 100%. doing little can't tell how much is improv versus how much is part of the trick in terms of distraction and that kind of thing. But yeah, the way it just seamlessly kind of flows and you got them in the palm of your hand. I appreciate that. Imagine that that definitely comes from the acting world. Oh, it really does. And, um, it, it, I, I, I mean, I said, I, I do owe everything to it, but it's, um, it's quite a wild ride, um, that I've had with, with both things, you know, it's great. I love it. Mm. Terrific. That wraps it up. Let's let's talk about movies. Let's, guys. let's talk yeah. about movies. Yeah. Movies are good. I like movies. I watch <laughs> movies some. are great. Apparently not Die Hard, but I watch movies. <laughs> yeah, most you watch some. Yeah, yeah. So, Kindergarten Cop came out in 1990. Wow, massive year for movies. Same year as Ghost. Same year as Home Alone. Same year as Pretty Woman, Dances with Wolves, Back to the Future Three, oh. Teenage Mutant oh. Ninja Turtles. Oh, I got to tell you, you're in good company that year, but. When we look at global box office numbers, Kindergarten Cop actually came in at number nine for the year, um, which is huge, huge. I'm no Patrick Swayze. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Come on. None of us are. No, no one no, can no, be Patrick if only. Swayze. Kindergarten Cop came out in December of 1990, budget of $26 million with a gross return of $202 million. If you adjust that for inflation, I'm sure it's, you know, trillions and billions Mm. or something. Repeater. Um, Repeater, of course. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critic score of 51%, audience score of 52%. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, that's a terrible score. (laughs) Yeah, we can unpack that a little bit more later. Um, The critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes said, Arnold Schwarzenegger substitutes his action brio with some refreshingly adept comedic timing. But Kindergarten Cop is too grim for children and too cloying for adults. I have some thoughts on that, which we can get into later. Yeah, sure. Short, Me too. Short version is 
I think I think those are kind of strengths in a way, but we can. Talk I, about I that. think that's um, big strengths, yeah. But in terms of personal context, yeah. obviously, as uh, as '90s kids, this movie was huge for Greg and I, which we can get a little bit more into. But would love to hear your experience um, back in 1990, or I guess maybe '89. Yeah. In working on this thing. So I originally went in for Kindergarten Cop in 1987. Uh, this is where Whoa. it all started. And with Kindergarten Cop, I went in for the audition and I auditioned for the lead role of Dominic. Wow. I was a cute redheaded right. kid. They wanted someone who was either redhead or blonde for the main kid. I got two callbacks, mm-hmm. went back in twice, and they said, look, we really want Adam. We would love Adam to play Dominic. Here's the issue. Because this is a huge budget movie, because we are filming so much, we got a lot to film, we've got to go with twins. So it was... Yeah me or the twins and they went with twins um it was just so much easier for them to get double the hours that way and if you notice sometimes dominic has a raspy voice sometimes dominic has not a raspy voice like i don't know that (laughs) many people thus my football coach then there's like i've got to go put the lasers on the tower and you're like that's two completely different voices (gasps) because it's two completely different children yeah. Um, doing the entire movie, which is uh, Christian and Joe Cousins. So they said, but look, we love Adam. We love him. We still want him to be in the movie. We're going to, we have this character, Larry, and he's got a whole storyline. And um, here's the storyline. You know, he's, uh, Arnold thinks that he is initially Dominic. He thinks that he is, mm-hmm. um, the kid that that's being hunted after and looked for. Um, uh, what is, what is Richard Tyson's characters? Why can't I think about it right now? I'm usually like uh, crisp, crisp, right? Yeah. We, we think that he's crisp's son. Uh, and as, and, 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 and uh, Arnold's character is going to think that he's crisp's son. And um, he's going to be so traumatized by something that happened in his childhood. All he's going to say is one word and that word is Uchatz. Okay, great. So he's going to say that one word. <laughs> it's going to mean everything, anything. Then at the end of the movie, okay, at the end of the movie, prize after after john kimball gets shot and he says mr kimball are you all right and arnold's gonna look at it go, <laughs> it's gonna be great however we also have this other storyline about this kid and he's dealing with abuse we don't know if we're gonna use either you know we don't know what we're gonna do and we don't know if john kimball's gonna die from the gun gunshot or if he's gonna live so we're gonna film both of those as well so we're gonna film all these things and we're just gonna choose on the fly yeah right so that mm-hmm. was kind of like the the deal so um I, I go to Astoria, Oregon. We film at Astoria Elementary and uh, we filmed there for a few months. They had an, that was an entire school. So we had our own little wow. playground and all these things. We had bungalows that we would do um, all of our schoolwork and stuff in it. It really absolutely was a, um, it absolutely was a, a kindergarten. And most yeah. of us were in kindergarten. There was a one, there was one kid who was in first grade going into second grade. Um, and there was Miko, who was, of course, the infamous yep. boys have yeah. a penis, girls have a vagina. And he was uh-huh. the youngest. He was in preschool. So everybody he was so else, tiny. He was so small. He was four and a half <laughs> was, or five. Yeah, four, oh four and a half to five when we filmed. Um, I was six, almost seven. And I think he was four and a half. Right. Uh, and we were best friends. Like, we were inseparable. We, and we still talk. But, um, yeah. We filmed there and it, during lunch in order for us to not get our 
our costumes dirty, one of the um, uh, set, I, I don't know if it was one of the set teachers or one of one of the set. Oh, no, it was actually Christian and Joe's nanny who said, hey, give them oversized shirts, call them smocks, make them put it on backwards. And that way, if they spill food, they'll spill in the smock and they won't spill in their costume because they're children. And they were like, yeah, we should do that. And so you see, we're wearing these smocks all the time, like backstage or like uh, behind the scenes and all of these things. That's a good life tip. Yeah, (laughs) it was it was super great. We then had to film more specific things and pick up shots in uh, in this in the school itself. Like there was that dream sequence where we were all napping, which, by the way, there was not milk in there. It was just water where we were all (laughs) napping and they. crisp is outside the window and it's raining we had to control that environment you couldn't just make outside rain so we had to recreate the entire classroom in at universal studios um in 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 la so we recreated the entire classroom and shot about a week or a week and a half worth of content in the classroom uh that we had built made to the exact measurements of the class we filmed in astoria that's cool that's crazy yeah there's so much going for on the in these movies that we don't even mm-hmm. Yeah, for the rain yeah. scene. Yeah, wow. That and the whole point is it has to be so good that you don't even notice. So all Correct. that hard work is invisible in many ways. Kind of like yeah. magic, isn't it? Hey, 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 there you go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great because you so you were six going on seven, yeah. but I guess a couple years younger when you're auditioning. Like to what extent do you remember a lot of this stuff? Like or, or does it depend on the movie? I guess this was one of your first, so maybe it's more um, impactful or something. But, like, do you remember a lot or is it just, like, a weird, vague... I remember so much about it. It's crazy. You're Mm. right. It was my first ever movie. Um, I was Mm. six years old. Game Boy had just came out a few years before. (laughs) And as a surprise, a lot of us got Game Boys on set. Um, which was super cool. I remember that we were sitting at this, like in a field in this party and like, there's these people getting Game Boys and I was like, oh, they're playing Tetris on their Game Boy. I want a Game Boy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden a Game Boy Game was Boy in my hand and, and I went, oh, we all get Game Boys. This is amazing. How this good. Is my, this is the life for me. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Yeah. You know, back then I thought that's how I got paid. So like, that was fantastic. So I was like, you're doing, you're giving me a Game Boy for this? Heck yeah. But I remember so much about it that it's insane. I remember a lot, like more than I probably should from filming and, yeah, and, wow. and a lot of things. So ask away because I know most things. Excellent. Did you get much time with, with Arnold himself? Not a heck of a lot of time. Uh, we were, mm. he was filming a lot more than us and i remember before we ever met arnold you know they were like okay guys so you're gonna come in and you're gonna you know he's gonna be this really big guy so you're gonna have to go ahead and uh look up look up at him so arnold first steps in the room (laughs) of the of the um classroom and we're supposed to be like whoa and look super super way up high i'm the only kid who tilts his head i don't know why i did that i felt like it was easier maybe i had neck pain and slept wrong the night before who knows no one ever knows (laughs) too much game boy too much Game Boy. That's exactly what, oh, wow. <laughs> See, look at you. Craig's paying attention. So Arnold walked in the room and our sight line went from like, wow. It made me moved up an inch. We were just like, mm-hmm. Like we, all we had to do was move <laughs> our eyes. And they were uh, like, mm-hmm. Get Arnold an apple box. Great. So Arnold steps up on an apple box. Nothing. We still are like from here to there. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's not dramatic enough. So what they did 
was they had the second AD, the second assistant director, put a smiley face on a shovel. And he got up on an apple box and raised the shovel way up in the air so that we would go and look all the way up as if he was this towering giant. When in reality, you know, he's he's not incredibly tall. He's not like LeBron James tall, yeah. right? He's somewhere. I mean, he's listed at six two. I don't think that's right. I think he's five yeah. eleven. But you know, he's not I an incredibly so too, yeah. tall man. Yeah. Um. He's. Don't get me wrong. He's not short. He's not a short guy. But he's not like mm. this giant tall guy. He's giant yeah. wide wise. He's very big. Yeah. You know. Um. I remember one time he decided to lift us all up. I am not kidding. He did this. That's all he did. He made two muscles and all of us kids just jumped on and he just started <laughs> lifting. And, you know, the only thing that happened was if you fell off, you fell off, but he did in this very safe way, you know? Um, but, uh, but he could lift the entire class with his arms. Like that's literally that's how strong and beastly he is. So he's not tall, but my God, that dude's a bull. Like yeah. I gotta tell you. Did you have a sense as a six-year-old? Did you have a Did you have a sense of who it was you were dealing with here? Was yeah. he like? Did you know he was a big star? He was just some guy that talked funny. Well, no, I knew who he was. It was like, oh, this guy's Arnold. Yeah. He's two-time Mr. Olympia. He's done some movies. You know, <laughs> you can, it's pretty amazing. I'm like, uh huh. I'm six. Can I go play? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hi, nice to meet you. Apparently, he's a big deal. Sweet. Like, you don't really (laughs) understand at that point. Like, I currently am the voice of Peter Pan on a show called Jake and the Neverland Pirates, right? When people bring their five year olds, six year olds to me, and they're like, this guy's Peter Pan, they go, uh huh. I do the (laughs) voice, and they go, okay. Why is he doing a voice of me? You call them on the phone, and they freak out. Yeah. Right. Because they're not. There's this visual where children they don't have that concept of what the fame entails, what it means, how big it actually is, how it impacts the world, how it impacts other people. Mm. They don't really develop that until they're teenagers. Like Mm. honestly, like even a ten year old is like, it's like it has to be learned. Yeah. Oh my God, that's really cool. You're so famous, but they don't (laughs) really understand. (laughs) And as a six year old, I didn't understand who the heck Arnold was. He just a guy I was doing a movie with that I heard is really famous and I understand I've seen some of his like stuff I've seen uh, at that point I'd seen Hercules in New York and I had seen Conan and that's awesome <laughs> and super cool and I watched him you know pose for the bodybuilding and I was like oh that's really really awesome this documentary <laughs> pumping iron what have you super cool yeah. super awesome but like that whole other worldly like thing of mm. it's Arnold Schwarzenegger that did not hit me until years later years down the line of oh my gosh I worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger you know at the time yeah I was just a kid wanting to play film a movie working with some dude who I think is pretty cool Mm. he can lift up the whole class that's pretty he lift up the whole class he's incredible there's something really nice about that though I think it's because fame is just uh it's just something we invent as we get older. Like yeah. it's, it's something so pure about how a kid responds to that stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. They could have told you he was a, also a teacher and he's an actual yeah. teacher and you would have gone, oh, okay, sure. would have gone, oh, okay, cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great that he can do so many things. That's amazing. Yeah. He's a very talented person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Was this a big one for you? Uh, yes, yes. Um, it was a big one. Um, 
Adam touched on the, you know, the movies he'd done to date prior to this. And I think outside of Twins, mm. there wasn't a lot of. Um, oh, Twins you know, was so good. Yeah. And it was like accessible mm. for a kid. I, my parents let it in the house. So Conan wasn't yeah. coming into our house, um, et cetera. So this was probably, yeah, outside of Twins. I think Twins probably set the benchmark. Parents probably went, you know what? He's doing some things that I don't mind the kids watching. So yeah. it was in the house. Loved it. Yeah. Um, girls have a penis, boys have a vagina was so That's crazy. A funny line. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that was the sort of things that really stuck out. out. And then in my uni years, you know, we used to have these like soundboards that um that you could make crank calls with or that people made crank calls with. Yeah. And there's heaps of lines from this film actually that were on that, like who's your daddy yes. and what does he do? And all these Are other you ones. serious? Yeah. And yeah. so I had no idea. To, and, and I'm I'm part of a meme. Right, like if you if you look up like okay, you'll see Christian going oh, okay, really? and then like <laughs> half of my face. <laughs> that, that's funny because I was I was thinking on the prank call thing too that it's like um, before there were meme memes, it was just kind of an audio meme, I guess. Because I remember, mm, yeah, because Greg and I used to work together. I remember at work we discovered these on YouTube as well, and we would yeah. watch all these uh, crank calls. And I've got an example here if you want to have a listen. Yeah, do it, do it. To uh, one of the Arnold crank calls. Um, here we go. Good morning. Yes. How are you? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. And you? Good. Nice to meet you. Are you trying to call the Akala Hotel Apartments? Yeah. Yes, yes, I would like to have a room, please. This is the memory hotel because the reception in Arkala is closed in the evenings. Yes, I would like to have a room, please. Yes, but you can't book it now because the Arkala hotel reception is closed. This is a different hotel. Come on, don't bullshit me. No, this is not bullshit. <laughs> you, you are not talking to the memory hotel. Huh? This, you I are not working understand. at the memory hotel because Arkala hotel reception is closed in the evenings. I don't care. I do not understand. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. That's so good. It's so funny. Those are incredible. How can you find that soundboard to make those prank calls nowadays? Like, I want them so bad. I really I want think it. It used to be on a site called Eborms World. Is that still a site? I wonder. Because we used to play with that at work, right? Oh, right? my God. It's that. amazing. But they were all there. There was like Pacino ones and all these. And they were... If you use them well, like that, like that example, it just sounds like you could just make it a normal conversation. Yeah. What about you, Tristan? Big movie for me as a kid, for all the reasons you guys have said. Uh, probably the first child-friendly movie that Arnold was in, so yeah. maybe one of the first I watched. But we watched it a lot, like a lot, a lot. And then, same as you, Greg, it kind of had a a renaissance later on when the internet became a thing and those yeah. calls became a thing and I just became obsessed because mo- not so much in that example I just played, but a lot of them I now realized having rewatched it this week were from Kindergarten Cop because yeah. all of the, I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah. I want to have them answered immediately. They were like used a lot. Yeah. Who is your daddy? What does he do? They, they, they translate perfectly to these crank calls. Yeah. And so all, all of almost all of my Arnold lines I've realized came from this movie and probably Pumping Iron, because the rest of the movies they're more just little like I'll be back and that kind of thing. But there's whatever these ones have a, yeah. bit, a bit of kick to them. Absolutely, I enjoy these ones. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Pumping Iron, he's got some winners in there, boy. Oh, 
That oh is my just, god! Oh, the feeling of the pump. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it's I'm so good. lucky. <laughs> Poor Louis. All right, should I get into um? Should I get into the origin story of this movie? Yeah, yeah please. Let's do it. Origin story. So this is the part of the show where I usually find some real juicy nuggets that go. Uh, some way to explain where the idea of this movie came from, that kind of thing. I couldn't find a bunch on this. And, I mean, Adam, if you've heard other things as I go through this, keep me honest here. Sure. But I feel like this one was, uh, you know, a couple of years earlier we had Twins, which we mentioned, which was also Ivan Reitman and Arnold. Um, in a historic deal, That this was Arnold's, uh, Twins was Arnold's first comedy. And... Um, no one wanted to put him in a comedy, but Ivan Reitman realized, oh, this guy's pretty funny. There was that infamous dinner yeah. they had together yeah. in Aspen with Robin Williams. And um, Ivan Reitman's like, Jesus, this guy's funny. Why has no one made a comedy with him? And so they they make this, uh, they write this script. I think initially it was called The Experiment. And no producers would fund, uh, they couldn't get funding basically. And so the three of them, um, had to take very little upfront pay and get, got all the money on the back end. And Arnold himself, I think his deal was 20% of the profits. Mm-hmm. So he got like 35 mil. So it became like the biggest, the best business decision they ever made. And so it only makes sense that they went back for round two and made this one because <clears throat> this is also Ivan Reitman, which I didn't realise actually uh, growing up that this was an Ivan Reitman thing. So they reunited here, not just the two of them, but also the writers of Twins also wrote this, Murray Salem and Herschel Weingrod. Awesome. And actually before Arnold was officially attached, there were some other Reitman frequent collaborators in the mix too. There was talk of Danny DeVito and mm-hmm. Murray potentially being mm. Detective John Kimball. That seems hard to imagine, but I feel like this is probably one of those movies where once Arnold gets attached, the, the script gets reworked a little bit to make it. Could sense. you imagine though um, if Danny DeVito was actually <laughs> no, right? we would need a the, the need a bigger shovel. You're yeah. smaller than us. <laughs> smaller than uh, Miko. <laughs> yeah, well, probably the same height as Miko. Miko's a pretty short dude. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what about um um what's her name? Uh, she played the principal in this. Yeah, what's, she's what's very name? short. She was yeah. our yeah. She yeah. was your. She was pretty much your height, if I recall. She absolutely was. Um, yeah. What is what yeah. is her name? What's her name? She's in a film uh, called The Year of Living Day. Oh, Linda. Yeah, Linda Hunt. Linda, Linda Hunt. Hunt. And yes. she's she's fascinating because I was watching this with my wife, and she made a, an interesting call out, which I had looked into previously. I thought she was Edna from The Incredibles, but she's oh not. my gosh, no, she's not. But they, I think it's the they guy must who have wrote based The Incredibles on her. is. Uh, yeah, it is, right? He does the voice. He does the voice of yeah. Adna Mode. And guess. <laughs> oh, that's good. Surely he she's owed some money or something though, because that is that's ve- the likeness is is real though. <laughs> well, I think it's more Edith Head who is the the likeness um representative oh, there. Okay. And that's what that's supposed to be, who is like the, uh, the most Oscar winning costume designer of all time. So I, I, in, in my oh, own oh, that's right. I did that hear that. Edna's based uh, off of Edith Head. Ah, there you go. Interesting. Uh, case is thrown out. No court case. <laughs> no, there's no case here. Yeah. Sorry about that one. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, that made a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's, 
that's kind of the crux of the origin story that I've been able to scramble together here. Obviously, yourself and um, Miko in this movie, Miko Hughes. And I've got to say, it's basically the two of you that were in everything growing up, right? I mean, it feels you, you like this it. Movie. Yeah. We saw each other yeah. all the time, you know, and uh, it was great. It was it was such yeah. a fun yeah. childhood for us because we would just run into each other at every audition everywhere. And we get Game Boys. <laughs> and we get Game Boys. And so it's like, we're going to yeah. link up. Here, take this ridiculous cable. Let's link up. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Two-player Tetris. Yeah, we get the cable yeah. out of the cable backpack. I know, right? <laughs> In terms of the grown-ups in this film, we had Penelope Ann Miller as Dominic's mom, yes. Pamela Reed as um, Detective O'Hara, and Linda so Hunt, funny. who was mentioned as Miss Schlowski. She's so – Phoebe oh, – oh, we'll get into it. I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs> and Richard Tyson as Cullen Crisp. Mm. Um, should we play the trailer just to get into the zone a little bit? I Now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience. Kindness and understanding. Fortunately, Astoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Arnold Schwarzenegger is kindergarten cop. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. No, He's no it isn't. Famous last words. Some teaching experience. They wouldn't have sent me otherwise. Assigned to find a mother and son. Did Danny ever say what Crisp's wife looked like? Before a killer does. First, I would like to just get to know you. (laughs) (laughs) A male kindergarten teacher. That's unusual. He's been trained to shoot. What made you become a kindergarten teacher? He's been trained to fight. But there are some things... You mean you eat other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. (laughs) They're walking all over me. Listen, Kimball, you gotta handle this like any other police situation. You're going to be my deputy trainees. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. You are mine now. I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You hit the kid, I hit you. Wow. In an Ivan Reitman film. Are you married, Mr. Kimball? No, I'm not. He's not married, Mom! Welcome to the story, the single parent capital of America. You got a little mustache. Ask me from the milk. <laughs> Kindergarten cop. That's a nice classic, classic trailer. It's a great trailer. It's the old, you know, he's about to find out. You know, one of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it does make <laughs> it does make the movie seem um like a high, high comedy, but really it's a lot of action with comedy, but yeah. but a lot mm. of drama too. It's got a, mm. it's got a little bit of everything. Um, I can really see does. why someone would go, oh, we should take our children, honey. But mm. with the whole, he's <laughs> trained to shoot. Like, come on. You got to see that coming, that there's going to be some type of shootout or something. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of gun yeah. <laughs> All good. <laughs> um, Greg, would you be so kind as to break down the plot for us on this one? Uh, of course. Of course. It'd be my pleasure. Um, 
Look, guys, most of us travel through life in a, in a linear fashion. We grow up, maybe we study, we get a job, maybe we have a family. And then we work years in our chosen profession with little chance to deviate from our certain fate, wondering along the way what could have been, reflecting on our choices that brought us to our current place in time. But what if we were taken out of our life and put in another? Another so different physically and emotionally that one could surely not thrive in this new setting? And what if a hardened LA detective, a man so ingrained and wedded to his profession, a cop, that's all he knows how to be, was to become a small town kindergarten teacher? Kindergarten cop seeks to explore this very what if. Detective John Kimball is this man, a man and his ferret. A man <laughs> and his ferret chasing John Crisp. The pursuit leads him to Astoria, Oregon, a small town still recovering from the grapp- and still recovering from grappling with the evil developers and the infamous crime family, the Fratellis, only a few years earlier. <laughs> John is forced to go undercover as a kindergarten teacher after his partner and fake half-sister from Aus- Austria, the hyperglycemic Ursula, gets food poisoning. From there, it's a race against time to find out which of his students is the son of Chris. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and maybe you'll reflect on the road not travelled. The road of ferret ownership. <laughs> Which was illegal in the state of I California s- for a very long time. Apparently he really? he was involved in the bill to outlaw or, or continued the law to... Um, not allow ferret ownership when he was in power there. Yeah, I, so it's funny. not surprising. Ferrets are very smelly um, and they mm. are very difficult animals to, to keep. They're very crafty too. They're biting as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I, I, I get it, I have to say. I saw someone walking a ferret recently. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was amazing. On a leash. It looked like one of those toys you had as yeah. a kid. Where it yeah, with the ball, ball attached was, to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I used to really want it one. Like, Back when yeah. KB toys was a thing. What, did, what was it? Was that like your chain? Yeah, that was our chain of toys called KB toys. And it was like, oh. Ours, we had ours, toy was, world. ours was Toy World. Toy World. Yeah. We had Toys R Us and KB <laughs> toys. And that was like. Oh, yeah. Toys R Us launched here in like. The nineties, and that was sh- oh, Toys R Us was a big moment when we eventually got Toys R Us. That wow. was so big, wasn't it? We liked anything from America. Yeah, so. absolutely. It was like a where it was. It was like the Walmart of toys. It was so big. Yeah, Those aisles massive. Oh, there was massive. It's, it's up there with it's up there with when we got Planet Hollywood. These two things that we thought like, oh my god, we're getting like the best stuff from America. Yeah. <laughs> like it was right. Like, oh my god. Because we, did you we know? missed out on a lot of stuff in Australia at the time. Nay, yeah. nay. <laughs> and uh, now there's just the Planet Hollywood casino and like very, very spotty Planet Hollywoods. But man, I gotta say like their yeah. capped, their chicken crunch, which is breaded with real Captain Crunch cereal, still amazing. Oh. That's the only thing on the menu I liked. Interesting. Ooh. That's not, oh, I think I found a new lockdown activity. Yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Adam, I forgot to ask. Yeah. When, obviously, obviously you, you were there when they made this movie, but how I often was. would you revisit this? How often do you watch it? 
I have watched it for the first time in over 20 years, uh, about a year wow. and a half ago. Um, yeah. because my wife had never seen it. So I watched it yeah. and, uh, well, she'd never seen it. No, wow. no. So, uh, so we watched it and it was fantastic. You know, it's a great movie. It still holds up, but, uh, I don't rewatch yeah. a lot of my, my work. Yeah. In fact, I don't rewatch movies very often. Okay. Probably don't have a lot of time. <laughs> well, also, I, yeah. I'm i not one of those people who falls asleep to TV or movies or any of those things. Uh, you know how yeah. people like wind down with like, oh, I just want a comfort show. I don't have that. I don't have like mm. comfort show, comfort movies. I'd rather like play a video game, to be honest okay. with you. If I'm going to oh, do yeah. that, I'd rather like play a game or, or, or practice a magic effect or build a magic thing, something that keeps mm. my brain working. Um and after like seeing a movie once or twice, I can pretty much like quote it pretty well. And I just, yeah, right. I just don't see very many movies past two times as, as an adult. Was there anything that stood out to you in watching it after 20 years that maybe you hadn't really considered before or just completely forgot about? To be honest, no, not really. I had, yeah. I had seen it a bunch as a kid and saw it at different periods of time in my life growing up. And even though it had been like mm. 20 years, I mean, it brought back some memories, um, like watching Brian throw up on Arnold three or four times uh, in filming that scene where he was <laughs> eating all the lunches and how much fun he had doing that. Yeah. Um, and then Brian and I did a commercial a couple of years after kindergarten cop together. And then we still talk as well. So um, not really. I, I mean, a, I, it's a totally different my thing, memories were it? so vivid yeah. of it. And the whole movie was so vivid in my memory that like, it's almost like, Oh, here's this part again. Yeah. It's locked. It's, all, it's yeah. probably hard to even watch it as a movie. It's more just like a, it's just a video with some of your memories in it. Pretty <laughs> like much. It's, a, it's very yeah, that's what it feels thing. like. Yeah. It's like a home movie that's really well done. It's like, wow, it's <laughs> an incredible home movie. I'll tell yeah. you, it made how much? <laughs> you should saw all your home movies, you know? It's actually really cool now that I think about it. Being an actor from such a young age, you've got all these memories like captured perfectly. I've got, it's I've crazy. got, no, I've got no photos or anything. And yeah. what's weird is that it's other crazy. people have them. You know, it's not just like yeah, my yeah. family. It's like people I've never met in Australia have, <laughs> you know, my memories. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing to me? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I feel, <laughs> yeah, th- thank you for sharing your memories. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Uh, what about you, Greg? You you rewatched it, obviously. How, how was the rewatch for you? It was a delight. It was such, yeah. it's such a delightful movie, man. Oh, I love it. Mm. The kids are still so damn cute. Like, Oh, I just, yeah, I loved it. It, 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 I was reminded of all those bits and pieces. I'd, um, I'd forgotten what a gruff cop he was at the beginning. Like he looks like he's straight out of end yeah. of days. You know, he wasn't like yeah. a clean cup cop. He was like, he had the, the, double long, the and, jacket, the shotgun and the, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, he's a man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like he gets tan France and the queer eye guys before he goes and he gets the makeover like that. <laughs> and then he goes in and then he's like, his fashion just goes next level. We can probably talk about that. Like how good, how good are his fits in this thing? Seriously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> good Lord. Oh. And I love the, the second he comes jackets. home from the first day. Um, how was it? They're horrible. Like that's such <laughs> a great line. <laughs> I feel like that line <laughs> sums up um, 
the uh, lockdown homeschooling that's been happening around the world. Yes. Perfectly. That's uh, like yeah. every mum and dad that has their kid at home and is learning what it's like to try and teach them. He's for having sure. That. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Tristan? How did you find the rewatch, mate? Same. I was a little worried, to be honest, because I haven't watched it in so long. Sometimes we cover movies like this and they don't they hold, hold up, up as much and you're like, as you oh, hope. It's yeah. missing that thing. Because even... Even Twins, when we, we covered Twins a year or so ago, I still enjoyed it, but it had dated quite a bit. Like I didn't really laugh that much. Yeah, the this, jokes I were I was dated. legitimately laughing out loud. Yeah, I was legitimately laughing out loud at yeah. multiple points in this movie. And my wife was kind of walking in and out and she was she was laughing too. But, yeah, like you, Greg, I kind of forgot how the first 20 minutes or so is almost just like an a normal Arnold movie. Yeah. He's still just a badass with a gun. And a pretty bad fake beard, it seems. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd forgotten all about that, and then obviously the end as well. And I think that critic consensus we mentioned before, saying that you know you got this adult stuff and this kid stuff, and that's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. It's got hits all these different notes throughout. We well, have to I remember in the nineties, there was nothing so like different. that. Whatever you, mm, yeah. they wanted everything to be to be as advertised. So the fact that it was yeah. such a joyous, lighthearted advertising for this movie with a lot of action and some very deep rooted thought and even things that are kind of scary dealing yeah. with kidnapping and, and all yeah. these people are like, well, that's not what I signed up for. You know, mm. nowadays you kind of expect unexpected in movies and you're yeah. not really sure yeah. by anything, but by 90s, it was very much a time of pushing the trying out what the unexpected would look like and marketing to where um people would just get butts and seats just get butts and seats yeah and that's all yeah. you're trying yeah. to do it's interesting because yeah. i do wonder if if it would even get made today because a cop in a school guns in a school it's all a bit a bit tricky right now absolutely to, to tell a story it may like not this. Have, even though there was yeah, a recent yeah. sequel that's right. There was. Dolph. I didn't spot this. Yeah. I was in Dolph. Watched it. And Dolph Lundgren. I we, mean, we is Dolph. there anything better Dolph. than Rocky Four? That's all I think of. I mean, even my name on Xbox <laughs> is Death from Above Five. Like, it's all uh, my entire yeah. life is either Jean Glaude Van Damme, <laughs> Bruce Lee, or Dolph Lundgren. So, really, I have Chicago. Speaking yeah. of Jean Claude Van Damme, w- one thing we do in the when we cover Jean Claude Van Damme movies, Adam, is we. We assess whether they've explained his accent, which they don't, which they do actually more than I realized because mm. sometimes he's a French person or, he, or he's, he's conveniently Canadian. So he, he's quite often Canadian, from Quebec. Kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I realized in this, <laughs> yeah, I realized in this, they, they do explain Arnold's accent. There aren't many movies where they explain his accent. They just kind of right. get you to accept yeah. he's just an American cop most of the time. But in this one, he does say he's from Austria. Yeah. And yeah. obviously um, his partner pretends to be his sister, so she does the accent too. Yeah, so I think it's just this. I think it's just this and twins. Yeah. <laughs> this twins and commando, I think. Yeah, can we talk oh, about her? She is amazing. Commando, you're right. They do explain. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Wow, fun. Wow. But I think they're the only ones. Uh, but Pamela Reed, can we talk about her? Because she's so, so funny. Oh my yeah. gosh, that, she is. That was a big part of the rewatch. Like, um, I guess my discovery. God. She kind of went unnoticed to me I am, as a kid. And then she kind of. I thought stole she was them. cool when I was a kid. Did you? I don't remember. Yeah, I thought so she was long. cool when I was a kid. Absolutely, but I, yeah. 
in the rewatch, I've become somewhat enamored with her. She's great. <laughs> she's, like, she's so fantastic. She's so, she's so good. So I don't good. think I've seen her in anything else. I think she's in Junior, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in anything else. I know she's obviously been in loads of things. Yeah. But I am quietly obsessed now and I want to go watch everything she's done. What I love she's about so her. so good. She really is. And and what I love about her is her ability to to be laugh out loud funny and also yeah very dramatic and very serious and you you don't have a um there, there's nothing like weird about it it's it's like oh yeah oh god yeah hey she means business you know you yeah. believe it all well that's the thing she had a great with intensity. these two guys yeah with her and arnold together they're instrumental in making the the balance of these two things work it totally. is lighthearted, but then when it's serious it's serious man like when she comes in and she's teaching the kids about not, don't talk to strangers yeah. and that kind of We're thing. We're not who she's, you think we are. She's very, yeah, it's good. The The movie takes a turn and I think it sticks the landing like towards the end when it gets, yeah, it's, it's serious stuff. I totally agree. And it, it's very, going back to, you know, the movie ending, when I am the first person to say stranger, when I see actually uh, Crisp in mm. the, after he starts the fire and what have you, that's supposed to be the prolific moment of, oh, he spoke yeah. an actual yeah. word. If it would have gone with my storyline, so that everybody kind of knows, yeah. it was it was designed for me to be the first one to say "stranger," and that was going to be like a "it speaks" kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And did, would would Arnold still have thought that he was your dad up until that point? No, he would have known. Would have um, known. Okay. okay. After going to Dominic's house, I think uh, okay. after they yeah. go out to dinner, he kind of pieces it together and goes, "I think." she's Cullen's ex. I think that that's the, you know, I think that's kind of like the finding moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got to say as well, Greg, you, you, this won't surprise you, but I did feel a lot of sympathy for detective John Kimball in uh, having to commandeer a kindergarten class. That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> that would be so I, difficult. <laughs> I would, oh my God. And oh, especially if like a kid asked me that, that she needed to go to the bathroom, I'd be like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Oh. It's my worst fear. Do you know what I had to do? I, did I, I told you how in Austria, <laughs> actually, of all places, I was a, a kid ski hey. instructor for a season and I'm talking little kids. And Austria is, you know, it's European. They're a bit more liberal with, um, you know, life. And even in Austria. <laughs> and I, um, on my first day with all these little kids, I had to, no one had sort of warned me, it was just expected. I had to like take all these kids to the toilet. And there was like this six-year-old kid who I would have thought would have been under control of things, this six-year-old German kid, Nicholas, and I had to wipe his butt every day. And I was like, this is just like. Uh... And I was, I said to the teacher, like the, the boss man of oh the school, God. I'm like, mate, this is like weird. And he's. This guy was Austrian, but he did he did winters because obviously we're swap we, opposite seasons. He did the the other half of the year in, in Falls Creek in Australia. So he goes, yeah, look, I know I spent half of my life in Australia, and the other half here. My wife's Australian. I get it for you. It's really weird, but you're in Austria, and if the kid needs you to wipe his ass, you got to wipe his ass, mate. So, and uh, wow, oh. so it's like, wow, that is so crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah man, no. Like, in some ways, Arnold being from Austria, I guess, was well prepared then for, 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 <laughs> for yeah, dealing with exactly. This he wouldn't have offloaded <laughs> that girl. He said, "Excuse me, I'm from Austria. I know I have to wipe your bottom." And away you go. 
I am prepared. Man. I have wiped so many times. Obviously, respect. I respect cultural differences and that kind of thing. But I just, I would not. I would have to abort. I would have to just leave the country. <laughs> I, uh, I was. Uh, I needed to eat. So man. All good. Um, there was something else in this movie that I completely forgot was a thing. I forgot that Kimball supposedly was previously married and had a kid, which seems. I get why it's in there, but it's also it's kind of just left. It's just left. Yeah, like there's really, no explanation. There's no yeah. like reference. Like, I guess maybe that was put into context to be like, oh, at least he knows how to deal with children at of some kind. At least he has some kind of experience yeah. with children. Mm. And he's, and maybe he's got like a, a he's a bit scarred. Well, with yeah, previous relationships he, with kids or something. He didn't but, want to lose, but it never comes back. Remember? He's like, I don't want to lose you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. But then, yeah, it seems like they could have had a way to make it come back and have some kind of impact on his previous son. Like, has he just given up on his previous son now? And he's like, that's okay, I've got Dominic now. (laughs) Dominic's pretty cool kid. (laughs) It can't be like, oh, remember that reference that I had and we're now one happy family? Yeah, we we have that now. No, it's just like, I have a new family, son. Have a new family. I don't need you anymore. He had two kids though, because there was two Dominics technically, right? Yeah, there you are. Exactly. Really, three kids. Actually, wow. you made me think, Adam, was that like a big thing as a child actor? Was that like a massive advantage for twins? Yes. Like we did you often come up against twins and you're like, curse yeah. twins? When they walk into the casting room, you're like, <sighs> Yeah, it was tough. I'm oh, not really? gonna lie. Like whenever yeah. you saw twins go anywhere, oh crap. Damn. I hope yeah, I sense. hope they're not good, you know, um, <laughs> because they, it, it was a big deal to have them with the labor laws work double the amount of time. Yeah. Uh, it was a very big deal from, I, I would say the ages four or five till about 10. It was a pretty big deal when you saw twins. And I worked with a lot of sets of twins. I have to say, like yeah. there was a lot of times where it would be like me and a set of twins or what have you. So uh, it was very common to work with twins on a set. There's, of course, there's... Yeah, it's something I'd never thought about before. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this one, there's a set of twins in the actual film as well, isn't there? The girls. Oh, so we saw you did um, you did a, a Zoom call for the... Was it the 30th anniversary? We did, yeah. yeah Pretty crazy that. cool. Yeah. It was so rad. Uh, I had been trying to get a TikTok together with that same group of kids for... And right. a couple more. Um, forever, and no one was on board. They were like, "No, I do TikTok," and I was like, "Come on, it'd be so cool!" <laughs> yeah, get all of a sudden, it's the 30th anniversary. Yahoo Entertainment approaches us. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll do. You guys don't want to do my TikTok, and now you're doing it. <laughs> all right, that's fine. That's okay. That's like, and of and of course, they approached me first about the, uh, the Yahoo Entertainment, and they were like, "Hey, Adam," and I was like, "Yeah, but it's gonna be hilarious because I've started this group chat. Little do you guys know, and I have this group chat with all of the kids that you've already asked, and I'll bet you that they'll be like, "Oh, we're on board now." Sure enough, and some of the kids were still on board even prior, but not all of them. And then, and then everyone was on yeah. board. And then I said, "Guys, can I finally make this TikTok now?" So I just, you know, finally <laughs> made was able to make the TikTok, and uh, so and I guess it made it better. If I would have done the TikTok back then, um, I wouldn't have had Arnold in it, 
And now yeah. I have Arnold in the TikTok and that's just so much cooler. So, so everything happens yeah. for a reason, you know? So you guys didn't know that Arnold was going to show up? No idea. Surprise? Genuine surprise. I just thought it was going to be a so bunch cool. of us. And they, they're like, get as many kids as you possibly can. And some of the kids were like, nah, no, no interest. And yeah. you're like, are you serious? Come on. <laughs> uh, I do. I do voice work now. And that's what I want to be known for. Huh? What? You'll still be known for voice work, man. <laughs> what the? What the hell? Right? No, I do voice work. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's Zoom. You'll be using your voice. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> but we got, we got as many as we could possibly get, which wasn't very many, but we still got as many as we possibly could get. And then they surprised us with Arnold and that was amazing. That was incredible. So great. See, like that Arnold surprise was much more of a reaction because you understand yeah. the Arnoldness yeah. now. You know, yeah. you're, you yeah. become a giant fan uh, as opposed to when you were six years old, you know, working with this dude who was really buff. And now you're just like, I'm an yeah. Arnold enthusiast. And <laughs> you're like, I'm actually on a Zoom with Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. What what is life? That's so good. He seems like such a sweet man. Really like he, is. He really is a great dude. Like I fully am an Arnold enthusiast, fan, supporter, all of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Good dude. And it's, I think completely uh, vegan now. Is he? Oh, what a sec. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He was a producer on that documentary. That documentary is um, fantastic uh, if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, right. Game changers, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has he has a lot of animals just wandering around the house now. He does. Yeah. So he's got llamas just... and donkeys and ponies or something. <laughs> what? Like maybe so a hyena? Funny. I don't know what what is there, but he's got some crazy cool stuff. <laughs> so he should, right? <laughs> he's just one with nature. Dial now, up the yeah. uh, eccentricisms when you reach exactly. He's transitioning into the next phase of life. Yeah, I think one of his animals is named Schnitzel. Yeah. I believe that is correct. That's the coolest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Is there anything he can't do? He's naming pets perfectly. Wonderful stuff. All. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the verdict then. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am I'd like you to answer the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. From my point of view, as you may have guessed, I think this holds up like surprisingly well. Mm. I was a little worried. It's 1990. It's, you know, it's a, was it a kid's movie? I wasn't sure if I was actually going to enjoy it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. This is very, very rewatchable. Mm. And it hits all those notes you don't often get in the same movie. Um, I guess like a the closest thing in modern day might be like a bad Santa or something, but that's even more extreme. But the mix of like the sweetness and the darkness, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's pretty unique. Yeah. And they both executed well. Um, what about you, Greg? Yeah, I think um, sometimes when we review films, that are from this period, some of them have dated pretty poorly and often the Mm. ones that date best are kind of time capsules often set outside the era. But, you know, like if it was set in the 50s. Three men and a baby. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know, like if it's if it's a period piece or whatever, it's locked in a time so it doesn't it's date. It's a bit timeless. I think. Like a league of their own or something. Yep, yeah. exactly. This one, I think the, you know, it being centred around kids and, you know, the the some of those sort of commonalities of traits of children and and the way kids behave and the and the and the the sweetness and the comedy attached to it that kind of carried it into that timeless space and so it hasn't dated yeah. i felt like it was like a a time capsule for early 90s but also just thematically mm. it was just like timeless i loved it i agree yeah. with you there's not many 90s jokes in it like per se, it's yeah. all jokes based around dealing with children. And I think growing up, children are always children. And that's why it does give it a timelessness. And I think that's a very astute observation. It does kind of keep itself into a capsule. It's very astute on your part. Astute is it. Astute is a key word on this podcast. Oh, so is it? When we had, <laughs> yeah, when we had... Frank Dukes on the podcast, he called me astute. He said I was very astute, and so we've just been joking about it ever since. Oh. And we've we've made it a we've made it a button on our thing. So anytime someone says something very astute, I'm very astute on your part. <laughs> I I was quite jealous because Frank Dukes didn't say anything I said was astute, but he said astute maybe twice to Tristan. But I've had Adam Wiley call me astute, so we are even. There you go. Boom. You Done. know what's interesting? Beautiful. Does Frank Dukes have a um, French accent? Like the real Frank no. Dukes? No, he's, he's, he's So then why American. does, you know, I think, in, I think in honor of Jean-Claude Van Damme making him a household name, he should develop a French accent. I think that that's just he only should. fair. I'm going to call I, Frank. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. But. We've got his number. We're happy to give you his number. Five five five. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to be on Frank's bad side. Right. No. Yeah. I, I don't, don't, don't think goes. anyone does. <laughs> He's a mysterious man. Yeah, we're not giving out his number. Uh, just FYI, <laughs> friends of the show. <laughs> if you're listening, Frank, it's safe. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess that it holds up. That's a that's a three for three. Very rewatchable. Um, we have a couple of little, we have a little checklist at the end of the show, Adam, Ooh. in terms of, uh, what we call cultural relevancy tests All right. to see whether this film holds up. Um, some of these aren't as relevant as, 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 as usual. Well, let's see. Um, the first one is, is did Simpsons do it? I think I got I can't remember a, a Simpsons reference for kindergarten cop, but I can imagine it must've been. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. I can't recall one either. Flanders became the principal. Yeah. That's probably. It's the, yeah, that's like the inverse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The other one we look at, which we will not look at for this one, we usually look at if it's been made into a porn parody. Mm. Uh, not so appropriate no. this time around. Probably no. best skipped today. Um, yeah, best skipped. Uh, Bechdel test. I think Bechdel test is. You know, are there two female characters with names that talk to each other about anything other than a man? Technically, no, but I would say that Pamela Reed's character is a pretty great female character, especially for the period. Um, She's not a love interest. She's got nuance. There's dimensions there. She's a a character. Yeah, true. And that's a good point too. Linda Hunt's character, obviously she starts as – you know, uh oh, crusty old Dean. You know, until the, the infamous punch. But 
Yeah, and I kind of forgot that she comes around, and I really like that she comes around. It's yeah. almost the subverting the trope she there. Subver- that, she subverts. Oh no, precisely. yeah, yeah. It was very refreshing. Um, special effects, I think they hold up because they're just well. Also, the fake, the fake classroom, the fake classroom yeah, holds up. Yeah. The fake classroom fake. with fake rain <laughs> and the fake fire. There you go. And fake smoke. It just goes to show, there's effects in movies that we have. Us laymen. We have no idea about as viewers. Us laymans, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say that I take advantage for that with my with my TikTok. I go, hmm. You know, yeah, especially yeah. with with magic stuff. I go, how can I make that work when it's just me and I kind of really need another person? How can I do this without another person? You know, and try to make it work. Yeah. 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 It's Gladys. It's Gladys. Yeah, Gladys Gladys. is the answer. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I mean, some of those tests aren't relevant, but overall I'd say that's a pretty big yes. And finally, most valuable player. Who do we think is the MVP of this movie? Oh. I think there's a couple of MVPs. I think it's a shared MVP award. I think if if you're thinking about Kindergarten Cop, there are two quotes that really yeah people say and it's it's not a tumor right yeah. and it's specifically yeah. arnold's response to ben McQuarrie saying it might be a tumor right <laughs> and everyone, it's not a tumor or people say boys have a penis girls have a vagina i would i would put miko up for mvp of this yeah. movie because it is so quotable and so outlandish Pretty and iconic. so yeah. fun um i yeah. mean you think of this movie and you think of Arnold's face. Yeah. Really, you do. I'd have to the, say Arnold or Miko, yeah. and if not, it's a it's a shared MVP with those two for me. What did you have, Tristan? That's fair. That's fair. I had it's it's pretty hard to go past Arnold, but I feel like it's going to be every Arnold movie we're going to say Arnold. So I'm going to give Pamela Reed. Oh, she's so yeah, good in it. I yeah. had her as my electric. Yeah, my low key VP. I thought the kids as a yeah. as a as a single unit. Yeah, the kids overall as a unit because they all uh, you all um, had. Yeah, you all. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not used to having cast members on the show. Forgive <laughs> me. Um, yeah, you you all sort of you know. Yes, there was Miko, and there was just each each kid in their in their various moment. Like the Beethoven girl, I'd forgotten about. She is, she's fantastic. I don't know her name, but um, she uh, reminded yeah, she me a lot dead. of, you know, obviously Beethoven and I think she's in Father of the Bride or something for a brief moment. Yeah, they just, um, you know, collectively just were so important and um, kind of in the fabric of this film. So I'll, I'll have the kids as a group. That's, a, mm. that's very good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things that I didn't even mention. My mom plays my mom. In, in the movie. Yes, uh, I saw that TikTok. She, yeah, uh, cool. you know, the lead, the actress who was supposed to be my mom. Is she an they actor? Forgot. Yeah, they, no, not at all. My mom is not an actor, not a performer, hates being in the spotlight, hates it. Hates it, hates it, hates it. She but loves doing the TikToks right. and that's as far as it's ever gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she agreed to do this one scene and that she that's her only acting credit ever and will only <laughs> be, which is pretty pretty freaking crazy um so good of course i did also a tiktok where when i fell and uh scraped my knee you know uh we started rolling because i was still already crying from that and you know ivan came up to me and said are you, are, are, do you want to film and i was like yeah let's film and so 
we filmed the scene and I agreed to it and it was great. Uh, so it was real. It, that, that was authentic tears, even though I had literally trained with an acting coach on set and oh. um, am very good at crying on cue uh, and was a lot of, uh, I did a lot of work where I cried on cue, to be honest, throughout my entire life. That's but, fascinating. Um, but yeah, I learned how to cry on cue for that movie only to scrape my knee before we actually did the actual take. Meh, crazy. I always wonder how they make kids cry in these movies. So is that is that normal even for a six year old to learn? Uh, okay. you, could, yeah. you could even you could take a kid's toy away and they'll cry. Like I mean, kids right. cry on they cry over over nothing. Why? That's a, that's a good because, point, actually. Because um um because <laughs> uh, because on the um uh, my controller's battery was red. <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay. That's why we're crying. Yeah, they took your Game Boy away. That's sure. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a day in my house. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, why are you really crying? Yeah. I don't know. That's the real reason. Richard Tyson <laughs> was so awesome. So really? incredibly nice. Every mom had a crush on him. Like really? when he was on set, it was, hi, Richard. And he was just the nicest dude to every mom he could have had any mom he wanted in that entire movie <laughs> really every woman on that set was obsessed with him but he was like he you want to take a picture yeah let's go let's take a picture you know <laughs> and just like the coolest dude is it that's interesting He's more i thought of a babe he than so i realized scary. right i thought he looked scary as a kid but then is he in this does he ever let his ponytail out in this maybe yeah. i just saw when i was looking him up online oh, yeah, he's got when he has ponytail. his head down He's a babe. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a real the, babe. I never Good looking dude. Yeah. yeah. He looks like name. a surfer dude or something. Yeah. <laughs> he probably is. He's going to Bondi Beach pretty yeah. soon, actually. You guys should go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's it. Oh, actually, of course, I should have said at the top, you've got a podcast as well that we definitely need I to, do. to plug. I have a yeah. podcast, which is Backstage Pass Podcast with Justin and Adam. I'm, I'm the Adam in that yeah, podcast. Yeah. So you should definitely look on Makes it sense. wherever you, you subscribe to podcasts along with this one. And what do you, what do you cover in your yeah. show? Adam? We uh, interview people that have, that are professionals in, in different professions and it's, it's very conversational and it's just like you're hanging out with us talking about their unique talents and skills. It's very much like you're a fly on the wall of this conversation. So it's, uh, yeah. it's very uniquely, amazing talented people and we get down to like the realness you know we we make we we humanize the art that they do or sport or what have you but we have various people yeah, from nice. all different walks of life that are very interesting we've had we're we've, we're having professional basketball players actors comedians skateboarders um filmmakers writers directors uh magicians all walks of life very cool. Yeah, cool check it out guys nice of course you can find me on the social media too on the tiktok so what are the handles so on tiktok and instagram and on twitch actually i like to keep it simple everything is at this is adam wiley that's a-d-a-m-w-y-l-i-e very simple cool well thanks so much for joining us it's been what a Thanks, thanks, guys, for ha- having me. I really appreciate it and uh, super fun. Absolute pleasure. Oh, you're welcome back anytime. And be sure to come back to us once you've watched Die Hard. Um, 
so we can reevaluate whether or not that's right. I got to do that. Christmas yeah. vacation. I got to report this Christmas, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps this Christmas. If you're perhaps, back in lockdown. Yeah. But I'm not a big believer in that you have to watch movies for a season. So, you know, I agree. Gonna, I agree. I'll watch it just to watch. Agreed. It. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, friends of the show, uh, we will see you next week. What have we got um, next week? Until then, those that are uh, next week. Oh, good question. I think we have Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers with Dan Blues Illich. Blues Brothers. Be on a mission yes, from God. Dan Illich. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But until then, friends, if you're in lockdown, stay safe, stay positive, get out in the sun if you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll see you next week. Indeed. Cheerio.